grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text for today, 1 Corinthians, the the first chapter, the word of the cross is folly to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it's the power of God, for it's written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and the discernment of the discerning I will thwart. Dear friends of Christ, it's not good to boast. It's not winsome to brag. People don't like a braggart. And people don't like it when people start talking about how much money they make or, or how wonderful their children are, how they're better than other kids. It, it, it's even been heard sometimes between Iowa and Iowa State fans uh, how much they hate it when their rival wins a victory and then brags about it. Now, there's so many ways we can boast directly. I'm the best Scrabble player that's ever been. Or indirectly, you know, people say, I'm the best Scrabble player that's ever been. Or even by inference, you post your Scrabble win on Facebook so all your friends can see it. And then you say, now I don't want to toot my own horn, but, and then you continue to toot your own horn. Um... We brag when we take credit for the success of others. My child made it to state. I taught him everything I know. Grandparents, notorious braggers on their grandkids. But, you know, many of them do so with sincere pride and happiness. No one's going to complain about a grandma who shows pictures of her precious grandchild, right? But just a note, those pictures can get out of hand. Paul wrote a letter to the church in Corinth. The Christian, the Corinthian people, the Christians there had a problem. Some were rich. They knew it. They were proud. And they let everyone know it. Even some of them boasted. They boasted that they followed Paul as if that were better than all the others. Still others said, yeah, we're better than you. And they boasted that they followed Peter. And then others said, yeah, well, we can up that. We follow Apollos. We're better Christians than you. And still others claimed to be the best because they were the ones who followed Jesus. As if all the other Christians weren't following Jesus. And then there were those who spoke in tongues. And they boasted about how they spoke in tongues while others couldn't. There were those who were able to do miracles while others couldn't. There was a superiority complex in the congregation. It was popular to think that you were better than someone else. It was a kind of a good thing, I guess. But not every member of the congregation thought they were better. Some simply were not better. What about those people? The people who didn't have anything to brag about. What about them? Well, they felt worthless. They felt bullied. They felt beat up. Those people of whom had little to brag about felt unworthy to be a child of God. They felt unworthy to be a member of the Corinthian congregation. They felt unworthy to be a Christian, period. Do you think attitudes like that are found today? Boastful attitudes like that found in our congregation. 
People having superiority complexes over other people causes problems. It won't gain friends. It won't influence your enemies. It's wrong to boast. It's even worse to boast about yourself as if somehow you're better than everybody else. Now, while it's wrong to boast, Paul reminds us this morning, let him who boasts boast in the Lord. And so our theme, boasting in the Lord. Now, when it comes to my salvation, I can't boast. When it comes to the fact that I'm going to be in heaven with my God forever and ever, there is absolutely nothing, I mean nothing, of which I can brag about that's worthy of being boastful about. And Paul reminds these prideful, boastful people in Corinth how they used to live before they became Christians. <laughs> Brothers, he wrote, think of what you were when you were called. You know, we all have shady pasts. We all have things in our past of which we're ashamed, downright embarrassed. We all come from different kinds of backgrounds, and it seems the Corinthian congregation was filled with people who came from different types of backgrounds, too. Some of them were from the lower class, but some were even slaves, while others were important people in the community. It was a diverse group. According to chapter 6 of 1 Corinthians, these people had very dark backgrounds. Some were sexually immoral. Others had been idolaters. Others, adulterers. Others, male prostitutes. Now, that's a congregation. They had members who had been caught up in the sin of homosexuality. They had former thieves sitting in their pews. And the list goes on. They were, they were greedy, they were drunkards, they were slanderers, they were swindlers. And you, you get the idea. Can you boast about things like that before God? Should you boast about things like that before your God? And we can't boast about our lives either. Why has God chosen to give you the saving faith? Why did God give faith to you? Why has God chosen to call you out of darkness into his marvelous light? You know, Paul had a shady past too. You remember how he started, he, was, he killed Christians. Earlier in his life, Paul had bragged. He had a reason to brag. He was of a, of a very strict form of Judaism. He was a great Jew, brilliant of mind. But the Lord humbled Paul, struck him blind, showed him salvation to believe in Jesus Christ and be saved. And Paul said this then about his past life, everything else is worthless when compared with the price, priceless gain of knowing Christ Jesus as my Lord. I put aside all else, counting it worth less than nothing in order that I can have Christ 
and become one with Him, no longer counting on being saved by being good enough or by obeying God's laws, but by trusting in Christ to save me. Beautifully said. More simply said, let him who boasts, boast in the Lord. You know, God takes worthless sinners, worthless people like you and me, and then he lifts us up. He washes us and he cleanses us and he makes us great. It seems foolish, doesn't it, that God would take somebody like us and with a little bit of blood and a little bit of sacrifice and all of a sudden we're made holy. Our text confesses, but God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world, like a cross, to shame the strong. He chose the lowly things of the world, the the despised things like Jesus, so that no one may boast before God. There are many, many examples in the Bible. Scriptures are loaded with them. Uh, God chooses things that look foolish to accomplish His mighty purposes. But in the end, God gets all the credit. God gets all the praise. God gets all the glory. You know, think about the little shepherd boy, David. Remember that time where he picked up five smooth stones from the brook? And he put one of them in his sling and cast it at that big giant Goliath. You remember what happened? Let him who boasts, boast in the Lord. Scripture says the stone sank into his forehead and Goliath fell face down on the ground. God guided that stone. Think about Moses and the people of Israel from our Old Testament lesson, how God had delivered them. Pharaoh decided to set them free. They were free people. Then God changed, Pharaoh changed his mind, sent his army after them. And of course, you remember what happened. Let him who boasts, boast in the Lord. God opened the waters of the Red Sea and the children of Israel passed through safely. And when Pharaoh's army tried to pass through, the waters fell and destroyed them. You know, think about Joshua and the battle of Jericho. God's people look impotent as they marched around that mighty city protected by gigantic walls. But do you remember what happened? Let him who boasts, boast in the Lord. And when the people yelled, Ah! The walls came tumbling down. Yes, the Lord takes foolish things to accomplish his purposes and yet we still like to brag about ourselves as if we've got the power and doing so doesn't seem so bad doing so doesn't seem so foolish but it's a bit ironic isn't it while we're so easily willing to brag about ourselves how we're not willing to brag about that one thing of which we should be bragging about How many of us brag about the word of the cross? Brag about it. Brag about the power of the cross. I bet people are constantly trying to get you to shut up. Stop all that Jesus talk. Paul writes, the word of the cross is folly to those who are perishing. The word for folly is nonsense, absurdity, foolishness. 
It's ridiculous to boast about the cross from the world's perspective. And from the world's perspective, maybe you feel that way too. Is it foolishness, though, to boast about God and His power? Paul reminds them, and Paul reminds us, the word of the cross is folly to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. The cross is the evidence of God's ultimate power. The preaching of the cross is power. The resurrection is power. Jesus died, Satan is defeated. Jesus died, sins are gone. Jesus died, we are redeemed. Our sins have been paid for by the blood of Christ. You know, since the fall into sin, our sinful human minds are preoccupied with ourselves. We're programmed by sin. Now, because of all that, we believe we're basically good. It's a problem sinners have. We think we're pretty good people. It's a satanic lie, but we don't care. But I want somebody to pat myself on the back. And I want to, if somebody isn't going to pat me on the back, I'll pat myself on the back. And yet, Scripture says we're not good at all. We've all gone astray. None of us are good without Christ. And yet, people continue to believe that we can save ourselves with our own strength, by our own power. That we can save ourselves with our own boasting about things we've done before the Lord. Now, it's natural for sinners to brag. We brag a lot. But bragging about our lives before God is like waving death before God's face and expecting Him to get excited about it. When we boast about our lives before, it's like taking our lives of sin and the stench of sin before God's face and waving it in front of His face like a dirty diaper and expecting Him to like it. No, no. Let him who boasts, boast in the Lord. You know, we can't wave anything before God's face unless that thing has first been cleansed by the blood of Christ. God saves us through the power of Jesus' blood. Now, I know it seems ridiculous. I know it seems foolish. Counterintuitive. But Paul writes... But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. You know, some people read the Bible and they think it's foolishness. They read the Bible and they think it's filled with lies and nonsense. That plays right into Satan's hand because that's exactly what Satan wants you to believe. That the Bible's a waste of time. The devil sure doesn't want you reading God's Word, much less trusting it. He wants you to get as far away from God's Word as possible. Don't come to church. Don't go to Bible study. Don't listen to the things, the holy things of God. Don't boast about God and the power of His Word. Don't listen to Satan's lie. Don't listen to his voice. Listen to Christ. He has a different perspective, a different opinion about His Word. He says, my words are spirit and my words are life. You know, it seems foolish that Christ would put His body and blood in bread and wine for the forgiveness of our sins. It seems foolish that God would put Himself in water and a little splash over a child's head delivers faith to an infant. But it's true. Let him who boasts, boast in the Lord. 
with great pride, with great pride, confess. I've been baptized into Christ. With great pride, boast in Christ and say, Jesus is the vine and I'm his branch. With great pride, boast in the Lord and say, the Lord is my shepherd. And with the person who wrote the hymn, boast. Bold shall I stand in that great day, cleansed and redeemed, no debt to pay. In Christ's righteousness I can boast. But not about myself. Not about yourself. But we can boast about being made holy before God by Christ's blood. Indeed, you're not holy without Christ. So boast in the Lord. Amen. And now may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus and to life everlasting. Amen.